open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Never shall be world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Alleluia. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Alleluia. Say unto God, How terrible art thou in thy works! Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. O bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Alleluia. Send forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Alleluia.
The Old Testament lesson for Jubilate is written in the fourth chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 25th verse. To whom then will you liken me? Who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and see who has created these, who brings out their army by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is lacking. Why do you say to Jacob and speak to Israel, My way is hidden from the Lord, and the justice due me is disregarded by my God? Haven't you known? Haven't you heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, doesn't faint. He isn't weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. He increases the strength of him who has no might. Even the youths faint and get weary, and the young men utterly fail. But those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the second chapter of the first epistle of St. Peter, beginning at the eleventh verse. Beloved, I beg you, as foreigners and pilgrims, to abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having good behavior among the nations, so in that of which they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they see, glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore subject yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors as sent by him for vengeance on evildoers and for praise to those who do well. For this is the will of God, that by well-doing you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, and not using your freedom for a cloak of wickedness, but as bondservants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be in subjection to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the wicked. For it is commendable if someone endures pain, suffering unjustly, because of conscience toward God. For what glory is it if, when you sin, you patiently endure beating? But if, when you do well, you patiently endure suffering, this is commendable with God. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. He sent redemption unto his people, alleluia. It behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and thus enter into his glory, alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, A little while and you will not see me. Again a little while and you will see me. Some of his disciples, therefore, said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while, and you won't see me, and again a little while, and you will see me, and because I go to the Father. They said, therefore, What is this that he says? A little while. We don't know what he is saying. Therefore Jesus perceived that they wanted to ask him, and he said to them, 
Do you inquire among yourselves concerning this, that I said a little while and you won't see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Amen, amen, I tell you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she gives birth, has sorrow because her time has come. But when she has delivered the child, she doesn't remember the anguish any more, for the joy that a man is born into the world. Therefore you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses, and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. And that's our Easter joy. In Adam all mankind strayed from the way of righteousness. All of us here were conceived and born straying, lost in the darkness. And then God sent the truth to become flesh and dwell among us. God lifted up his truth on the cross so the light of the truth may shine on all of us who strayed in the dark. Then three days later he made the truth to rise again, never to die again, so that in the glory of the resurrection of which you just sang, in that glory we may return from straying and follow the light of his truth and in him return to this way of righteousness, this way of the cross and the resurrection. You have been baptized into his truth. You have been returned to the way of righteousness. You now have life in Christ. You now reflect his light. So that as you suffer in the way of the cross, others may see his light in you. And perhaps they may too enter back into glory, into ba back into the way of the resurrection. That's the Easter joy. That's what you just sang. Up here at our Lord's altar is the Christ candle. It was lit at the Easter vigil when Christ rose from the dead. And now it stays lit for all the days in which Christ, after his resurrection, was with the disciples. For as many days as the disciples beheld the light of the resurrected truth, full of grace and truth, that is how long we keep the light of this candle burning. That's what it's for. And here is what Christ spoke about his post-resurrection time with his disciples. He says, a little while and you will see me no longer, and a little while again and you will see me. For 40 days, the truth was with the disciples in the resurrected flesh before he ascended to the right hand of the Father. For a little while, the disciples saw him. And now, since the ascension, the church no longer sees him again for a little while. 
in our Easter joy, having been shown the light of the truth, return to the way of righteousness, this is where we are. This is where the church now is, inside this perpetual little while. Here our Lord describes this little while of not seeing him. This is what he says that time is like. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. So also you have sorrow now. This is not an easy time to bear the name Christian. At times it can feel unbearable to live in this confession of faith into which we have been baptized. In fact, in Revelation, this time of weeping, lamenting, and sorrow that Christ talks about is called the Great Tribulation. And our Lord, in an analogy, describes it this way. He says it's as if... At, it says it's like when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. This great tribulation, he says, is like a woman whose hour has come to give birth. The hour of her sorrow. And it's rather remarkable that our Lord uses the analogy of a woman giving birth to describe the tribulation. Because when it comes to how the world regards children in the womb, we know there's a lot to weep and lament. Rather than bear the suffering of this little while and to trust in God through it all, the flesh craves what it lusts. It wants immediate glory. It wants its unbridled passions. And while the flesh wants all that, the world, the world cheers the flesh on and desires to destroy others who argue otherwise. So when a woman is pregnant, the hour of her sorrow is on the horizon, and the world says, you don't have to suffer. Don't worry about having enough time and money. You have the right to choose, the world says. You can abort. Live your best life now. They never say what the right to choose is or what you're aborting, but they encourage it. And what does the flesh do when it hears this? When the flesh hears this, it wants to run away from that hour of suffering. It wants to seek after its passion. It wants to desire itself first. But we know it goes beyond that. If the life in the womb does survive, if the hour of sorrow does come and go, if that life is born, then the flesh nor the world celebrate that newborn life that God has created. God created that life as a boy or a girl to be raised in a home by the child's parents, to grow up and mature, to leave father and mother and either cling to his wife or cling to her husband and to start a new home. But the flesh and the world, they reject all this. They don't celebrate any of it. Instead, the world whispers to the youth, why wait for a wife? And the flesh listens. And so the world inundates children and adults with pornography. It tells them not to risk actual human relationships. Why, why have a human relationship, the world says, when you can look at it on a screen? Or the world says, don't wait. Enjoy yourself now. Be promiscuous. The world says you don't have to be anything to each other. Just use each other. Or the world says don't wait. 
go ahead and live with your girlfriend now. The world, the world will reject marriage. And instead, the world will tell you, do you see, do you remember how your parents divorced, how painful that was? The world will remind them of that and then says, you don't want the pain of marriage then. Just shack up together. Get engaged, but don't bother setting a date. That's what the world encourages. Or if a child does manage to get, grow up and get married, then the world is there always pointing out to how, how the grass is greener on the other side. The world says, wouldn't life be much better without the duties of marriage? Wouldn't life be better maybe with that other man or woman? Wouldn't life be better without all the responsibility of kids? And of course, when the flesh hears any of this, it lusts after all of it. That's bad enough. But it gets worse. The world will then look and say, did God really create you as a man to marry a woman? Or as a woman meant to marry a man? The world will say, forget all that. Follow your attractions instead. In fact, let your attractions identify you and be who you are. The world will say, if you don't want to be a man, don't be. If you don't want to be a woman, don't be. Why carry all that baggage? If you want to be a woman, be a woman. A man, be a man. If you want to be neither, be neither. Just create whatever gender, whatever identity you want to be. Or the world will look at marriage and say, why be committed to one person? Why not be committed to multiple people? Be polyamorous. Why bog yourself down to just one? That's where we're at. The world calls all of this tolerance and love. And the flesh, it wants to believe that this pleasure and lust is actually love. But the truth is, neither the world nor the flesh know what love is. Because whatever the situation, whatever the temptation of the world, whatever the lust of the flesh, underneath it all is this diabolical principle. Hate suffering. Avoid suffering. The flesh hates suffering. The world rejects the way of righteousness. The devil tempts us to turn away from this little while. Don't suffer for a little while, the devil says. Turn away from it. And he wants us to seek after immediate glory, immediate satisfaction, the pleasure of now. And so this trifecta of the flesh, the world, and the devil will come and say, don't shout for joy to God, indulge in your urges. Don't bear the Christian name, instead sing to the glory of your own name. It'll say don't live in the confession of a, of a Christian name where you'll suffer for it. Instead, the world says cling to the philosophies, cling to the politics, cling to the power that will please you now. And of course, if you don't capitulate, if you don't chase after the lusts of the flesh, you'll be mocked. If you don't cheer on and accept others chasing after these fleshly passions, then you'll be attacked. Maybe you'll lose your job if you don't say the right pronouns. Maybe you'll be mocked or jeered if you don't cheer on their orientation. In fact, they'll go after your, your reputation. They'll go after your family. Send, send the online mobs toward you. 
And if you're not quite sure all of this is true, then look up what the UN, the United Nations, recommended this last week or so. They recommended that all countries should make all sex crimes legal, take all sex crimes off the book, including those between adults and children. Look it up. And then look at all the new names they have given pedophilia to try and soften the view of it. Then look at how many react in anger when in Florida they suggested the death penalty for sex crimes against children. Or look at Minnesota that wanted to make pedophiles possibly a protected class. If you think one side of the political aisle is better just because one side promotes these, the other side gets really quiet when these are brought up. There's no political way out of it. They're cheering on the passions of the flesh. The battle in this sexual revolution is about to get much darker. Like a woman giving birth as Christians, this is our hour of sorrow. This is our time of suffering. This is the time when the flesh, the world, and the devil will become more and more intense in their allurements, and they will pound the temptation into your ears. This is our little while. And notice what Peter says on how to handle this little while, how to handle this suffering. He says, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul which wage war against your soul. This is not just a cultural war. It's a spiritual war. And so if you have caved to the temptations of abortion or pornography, adultery or divorce, or to the temptations of thinking that you can change your gender or have a different orientation or a different sexual expression than what God designed in marriage and created you as male or female, if you fell for the lies of open marriages or polyamory or divorce or that love is love, not seeing that it leads to pedophilia, or if you've allied yourself in any of these philosophies and movements, if you have in any way given up your Christian suffering for the glory of now, well, then here is Peter telling all of us, repent Repent and return to your Christian name. Repent and return to the baptized life that we live in this Christian confession. Repent. Come to church. Come home. Come home. Give up the citizenship of this world. Return to being a sojourner here. Return to the way of righteousness. Return home. Repent, Peter says. Repent and return to the way of righteousness. Repent and in repentance abstain from the passions of the flesh. Abstain from the fleshly passions and remember what our Lord says here, that for a little while you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. Our Lord says that when a woman is giving birth and sorrowful for a little while because her hour has come, he also says, but when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy that a human being has been born into the world. 
Yes, we will not see our Lord for a little while. But after that, he says, I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you now. Christian suffering is for a little while. But then, from that suffering will come the full realization of life being born. If we avoid Christian suffering for the glory of now, then the glory of now will eventually be taken from you. The joy of this world is for a moment, but it will be taken from you. And that joy of the world will, will turn into suffering itself. Suffering not just for eternity, but also in this life. A suffering which no one will remove from you. Unless you repent and come back to the way of righteousness. And that's what Peter says. Repent. Return to the light of the cross which the Lord set before you. The Lord set before you this light so you may return to the way. Peter says, repent. Wear the name of Christian proudly in Christ. Confess the faith boldly in baptism. Spit out and reject all those things which go against the Christian name, he says. Even if you have to suffer for it. We know we will suffer. But only for a little while. Instead, Peter says, seek diligently for those things that are proper and good for the Christian name. And he says what they are right there. He says, live free in his light. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. He says, as we suffer doing these things as Christians, then in time the ignorant and foolish will be put to silence because in the quiet places where they see Christians doing good, that's when they see the light of the truth reflected in us. And we pray that when they see that light of the truth that they return to the way of righteousness, that God brings them home. When we do this for a little while, when we suffer for a little while, then after this little while, we will see our Lord. We will enter into glory. We will fully realize the joy that no one may take away from us. And so we suffer now. And for now, as we suffer in this Christian name, let us shout for joy to God in these hymns. Let us sing to the glory of His name in these psalms. Let us come together to this altar to remember His awesome deeds toward us as we partake of His flesh and blood which hung on the cross for our sins. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, 
have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, who shows to them that be in error the light of your truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all them that are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may avoid those things that are contrary to their confession of faith, and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you, so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishment, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. 
and in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.